a brand new podcast, Chronic Illness and Me, hosted by me, Holly Fleet, better known as Stoma Babe. On the podcast each week, I will speak with a public figure or social media influencer on how they live their lives with a chronic illness. There's no subject I won't cover, from diarrhea to depression. No topic is off limits when you are in the hot seat with me. I hope you enjoy the show and keep your questions coming in over on Instagram. You can find the podcast page at chronic illness underscore and me. And am I right in thinking that you got diagnosed with um, gastrino, gas, I can't even say it, gastrointestinal <laughs> cancer. Was it back in 2019 that you were first diagnosed? That's it. Yeah. G- gastrointestinal stromal tumour is, is right. what I had. So um, it's it's a fairly rare sort of tumour for, mm. for someone my age. It, it's more common with people in their uh, sort of 70s and, and 80s and, and older. Um, and yeah, so, so I had this sort of fairly meaty tumour in my small bowel and, and um, they took that out through surgery in January 2020. Um, initially, we thought it had all gone well and, and, and I was on tablets just to stop it from coming back. But unfortunately, on a, a scan after a couple of months after surgery, um, we realised that the, the cancer had already spread to my liver. So, so that's where I'm at now. I've got... Um, thousands of, of tiny little tumors throughout my liver which are all being kept um sort of kept stable by uh, by immunotherapy and when did you first feel like there was something wrong like how did you first come about getting that kind of diagnosis oh, um yeah so i mean I, I guess at 39 years old, I was working full time. I've got three kids at home, um, wow. and, and I, I was starting to feel tired. I've yeah. got, you know, being a sort of pig-headed bloke, I just assumed it was lifestyle. So, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I didn't overdrink or smoke or anything like that. But like everyone else, you know, I'd have a drink at the weekend, and I just thought it was my lifestyle catching up with me. Yeah. Um, so, so it, it was, it was a few weeks and, and it just kept getting worse and I was drinking more coffee and then eventually I got to drinking energy drinks which is all awful stuff really yeah. um but I, I just thought it was lifestyle so you know I was drinking more and more caffeine and then that wasn't working so eventually I had to bite the bullet and go to the doctors um and yet yeah, he, he said I was anemic um and, and there was something causing the anemia so I had various endoscopies colonoscopies and, and all sorts over the next uh, couple of months and, and they discovered the tumor in my in my small bowel and yeah so that's that was it I mean, you know from from diagnosis to surgery was pretty quick but it was yeah. only a couple of weeks um one you know once they discovered that it was cancer they took action pretty quick but the whole backwards and forwards to the doctors having blood tests and, and different scans and things leading up to that was was torture really <laughs> yeah I can only imagine like what was your reaction when you kind of discovered that this was what you had because like you said you, it doesn't seem like there was that many like clear symptoms just like tiredness I mean we all get tired do you know what I mean like how is it's mad exactly. that that could be a cause of something like that well, exactly, and, and I guess you know if I'd had other symptoms, maybe they would have diagnosed me quicker. Now, I, that, that's not to say that it would have made a difference. I don't think for for the sake of a few weeks or a couple of months, you know, I, I don't think they were slow to diagnose me. That's not not what I mean. But I, yeah. I think if I'd had other symptoms, it might have been more obvious that it was cancer or something serious. Um, but I, you know, I, I guess at, at my sort of age and living a busy life, I'm, I, I, I think probably my doctors thought it was 
you know, lifestyle related or, or, or something, something less serious, I guess. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was a real shock when, when it turned out to be cancer, but, um, you know, I, I was lucky, I suppose that the court had early enough that I've, I've sort of got a, a few years left and, and as crazy as it sounds, I still feel sort of fairly fit and healthy. So I yeah. get to enjoy it. <laughs> because you do do a lot of, um, sports related activities i've seen from your twitter like it's amazing all the stuff you've been doing like could you talk us through some of the things that you've been up to this year in terms of all the things the money that you've been raising for charity um yeah well it, it started started last year so the beginning of 21 i decided i wanted to start running yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd been a runner previously but i guess for for a couple of years i hadn't really done very much other than a couple of miles here and there on the treadmill so in january 20 one I, I after lockdown and you know I, I, after a change in my treatment I was feeling a bit better so I wanted to start running and, and I, I did just running around a lot of park and stuff and then pretty quickly decided I wanted to sign up for something so I signed up for um, the Great North Run and the London Marathon with oh, wow. uh, raising money for children with cancer UK um, so I spent most of 2021 uh training for those I, I did a lot of 10ks I, I did a couple of half marathons um and in the summer of 2021 i, I put something on twitter just as a sort of a daft thought really i'd put if someone if if, yeah, if the people of twitter got me whatever it was 3100 and something likes which is the number of feet Scarfell Pike is I said I would do it next week so and and they did so you know as these things do they blow up and I ended up going up Scarfell Pike with a couple of other guys who have got cancer as well um we, we all went up there and I did Sky News and BBC News and things like that so 2021 was was massive for, for fundraising um then I did the London Marathon and it, again got a real boost for for um uh, for the charity from that and then you know over, over Christmas I had, I had a couple of months off over over last Christmas and and started again this year um did the Manchester Marathon did wow. the three peaks in June um I did the round island walk Jersey and the Channel Islands which is 48 miles right around the coast um and yet it's you know the, the fundraising side hasn't been as big this year I guess I've sort of Pleased everyone I possibly could already. So, um, <laughs> but but yeah, I've, I've done it. You know, I, I've I've continued to raise money and and I've, I've kept myself fit and busy and you know helped raise a bit of awareness of, of sort of my cancer and, and sort of cancer more more generally, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And I think what's so special as well is obviously on on your social media, you talk quite frankly about your cancer and and, and how it's affected you and how you feel about it, like your real thoughts. I, and it, it's, you know, it's so like, I don't know what the word is, but it's so inspiring, I guess, to see you talking in that way. Because I know for a lot of men particularly, it can be quite hard sometimes to open up about, um, you know, health their health just yeah. it's difficult for them to open up about their health do you find that since you started writing on twitter and stuff you've had a lot of response from other men that's uh been like oh you know you've kind of been putting down what i've been feeling i, I think so I, I think you know that there's just, there's a couple of parts to it you know what one 
showing that you can continue to to live your life with with some sort of illness, terminal illness, chronic illness, however you want to term it. Showing that you, you can still get on and do things and enjoy life is 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 one thing, and that that's great. And I think people have been um have been inspired by that and other people in the same situations i know i've had a few people have said i've rejoined the gym or i've started running around the park or you know just started walking the dog a little bit more than i used to and people i guess you know they they try and push themselves and everyone's in a different place you know some people physically can't climb mountains or or run marathons so i'm lucky that i can still do that and 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 that's brilliant but the, the other side of it is i think the 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 frankness about talking about things like cancer and and other illness, I, I think I think we have to stop being squeamish. You know, we we get into chats about poo all the time on Twitter, and and you know that's it's it, it sounds funny, but it, it's important. You know, and and you know for for me that it, it wasn't. I was going to say it wasn't a symptom that I had in, before my diagnosis. Mm. The correct thing to say is it wasn't a symptom that I noticed before my diagnosis. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't looking. I mean, I, you know, pe- people actually don't check their poo no. very often. Maybe if I had, I, I would have noticed. Who knows? That's sort of by the by. But, you know, all, all of these things, the, the, the often discussed and but important side of living with the, the sort of illnesses that that we're talking about I, I think the more we talk about it the easier it is for people newly diagnosed people and you you, you think actually nothing's taboo you know we can we can we can talk about our, our, our bums our, our you know check your balls check your boobs check your poos all of this is is just stuff that we should just be talking about all the time um, I think it's doing so much and, and it help people yeah, exactly, exactly, and and then I guess you know the, the other bit is just talking about their life. You know, you know, my my kids go to school, they get on with their lives. I I still have to work. We still have yeah. to do normal things. You know, and yeah. life doesn't life doesn't just come to an abrupt end because you you've been to the doctors and got some bad news. You you, you have to deal with things as best you can, and you and you have to find a way through it. Yeah, because I definitely feel like there is that kind of impression that if you get diagnosed with something like cancer, it's just like, right, that's it. Life is just stopped now. And you're almost just sitting in your seat, sort of looking over your shoulder every day, which obviously, yeah. as, as you prove, is not is not the case at all. It's still people are still able to do all kinds of I mean, you, you do probably more than I even do, like with all of your charity stuff, like people are still able to do these amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, don't get me wrong, there are days when I... I, I you know either can't be asked to do it or or, or physically can't so you know some days my 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 treatment gets the better of me and all i want to do is is sit and watch reruns of top gear on dead or or, you know that there are there are days when i just can't be bothered and and (laughs) it's fine you know that the mental health side of things is 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 something that i think probably gets overlooked you know most most people diagnosed with with cancer or or or, you know with with a multitude of other illnesses and and alongside that then comes the need for for antidepressants or for for for, you know talking talking through how you feel it's not just about dealing with whatever the physical symptoms of, of your illness are so um so you know, I, I think all of these things that the more we talk about them, the easier it's going to be for people in the future who get diagnosed to say, "All right, it's 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 normal to feel like this, and this is what what I can do to 
to help. So. And is there like, you know, like a clear sort of support system that you can, somewhere you can turn to if you're having those kind of like shit days? Like, is there some, you know, like, this is what I wonder is that if when people obviously get diagnosed with cancer, you know, you get all the, like you said, the physical stuff gets sorted out, you know, they arrange all the chemotherapy and things like that. But is there like somewhere that they suggest that you could go to speak about what you're going for? Or they Or they give you any emotional support in any way? Yeah, I suppose you thought they get bombarded with with support groups and things like that, mm. and, and and there are loads, and and it, it's it's amazing. There's just there's so much out there, and I, I think the difficulty often is sort of finding the one that's most relevant to you or most mm. local to you, and and you know, yeah, it, it's it's a positive. It, it's good that there's so much resource out there for for people who need it um but it can be a bit daunting at first and what i would say to anyone who's newly diagnosed i'd say look don't 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 rush into anything just take a bit of time you know google different support groups and and just speak to people generally and, and and find something that works for you there's lots of online groups there's lots of face-to-face meetings again now i know what you know obviously i was diagnosed just before lockdown so mm. it wasn't really it wasn't really an option I don't, you know I, I don't know whether I would have gone to any or not but it wasn't an option so I found lots of online resource and, and that's been really good for me and I've used Twitter for it yeah. um, and then yeah you know there's there is so much out there but it does it takes a bit of sifting through to find the, the stuff you need I think as well like you said um these days I mean I find this as well is that it's using social media can be just its own support group in a way because you have so you can connect with so many different people on there who have been through very similar experience and you, and you can get really good advice on there as well like sometimes I'll get I'll learn more through people who message me on Twitter than I will through my own doctors about certain yeah. aspects like do you find that do you find you're learning so many new things about your condition through social media yeah and, and not just my condition you know it, it's given me a much better knowledge of, of so cancers generally as well as other uh, life-limiting illnesses. I think the stuff that I've been most interested in is 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 the families of you know that yeah uh, oh god so I end up getting emotional but there's a couple of people I follow on Twitter who who have who have lost their loved ones yeah sort of recently or you know who have lost their loved ones in in recent years um, and 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 they share you know they, mm. they obviously find that you useful to, to share the information and I find it useful because I kind of think well at some point my family's going to have to go through this so you know I, I make notes of different resources and things that get mentioned and, and not not that my wife's interested in it she doesn't want to talk about it no, she'd course. rather bury it in the yeah, sand. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I kind of you know I, I, I make these lists and things and jot notes down and think well actually that, that could come in useful in the future when you know when I get more ill or when I'm not here well, so you know hence yeah, but it, it's there's again it, it, there's there's so much out there. So many people have been through similar experiences that it, it's it, it's impossible not to be able to find someone with some sort of useful advice or help. Um, Twitter Twitter's fantastic, and yeah, I, I started using Instagram, which again is, is good. I can't really get my head around it. All I, all I think to see on there is people selling smoothies and things like that. So. <laughs> Protein shakes, but um, so you know, I kind of I, I I follow some of my friends on Instagram, but I haven't really gone beyond that because I think you just get bombarded with yeah. people trying to clog your stuff. But um, so t- Twitter, I think, is a bit less 
commercial, uh, you know, you I know it's short, you get sort of little bite-sized chunks and people do threads and things, but I find Twitter's probably a bit better for for my purposes <laughs> yeah it's just good to be able to get your it's like an almost like just an open journal where everyone can kind of see the insides of your thoughts and then share their thoughts with you as well which is which is nice whereas yeah. like you said it's much more about yeah people trying to sell push products which exactly yeah, i mean <laughs> it's, it's okay for some people but like with me because i obviously like i have balconies i get people saying like oh you know you should try this smoothie and it will clear up your disease i'm like well yeah oh honestly yeah i've had it constantly people you get cbd oil and stuff like that and uh, yeah i don't know i mean i've kind of i have not so much now but with my last set of tablets i i did use cbd oil i've got no idea really whether it was useful or not it felt useful at the time but i think it might have just been a um, a placebo effect that sort of felt useful right. to be doing something but I, I, I don't know I'm not you know I'm not a doctor I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's not good but the, the amount of people that try and sell you as if it's going to cure you is, mm. is is crazy and you think well not sure that's what it's supposed to do and and, and all you're doing is is giving people this sort of false idea um you know there's there's plenty of stuff that we're will help you feel a little bit better with your side effects or will help with your sleeping or will help with your mental health while you while you go through treatment and you know in your case you know a healthy diet one way or other is is always going to be good yeah but you know smoothies are not going to cure you and and you know cbd oil is not going to cure me i just yeah i get get a bit fed up with people sort of bombarding us, us patients or sick people with yeah I think when you're ill especially like the last thing you want is people giving you also just like that kind of like unsolicited advice about things that you should be doing or shouldn't have done or whatever it's like I'm just trying to deal with the situation right now I don't really want to be thinking about any of that kind of stuff yeah yeah no no, exactly and you know look I I I eat all the right things now what what, I, I guess a a side effect of my medication is it makes me even more hungry. Now I was greedy to start with, so my medication makes me hungry, and, and the antidepressants that I've started taking also make me hungry. So I, yeah. I, I just eat constantly. So I eat all the right stuff. I have a balanced diet, but I I, I, I eat a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And and I, I think well, I'm, why not? I'm, you know, I'm, exactly. I've, I've I've always liked food, and I, I like cooking, and I like a variety of things. So I eat healthy. My heart's in good condition. My cholesterol's in good condition. I'm just you know eating. I'm just greedy. You know, I can still run marathons. I can still climb mountains. I just have to do it with an extra couple of stone around my waist. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Life is for living, and food is such an important part of life. It just you know eating certain foods, and it just gives you joy, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, and you know that these things. Who you know, I I took the decision to stop drinking. But then every now and again, just whether it's a social occasion, I know I will have a glass of wine or a couple of pints. Yeah. And I think, well, I'm not actually teetotal. The doctor didn't tell me that I, I needed to stop drinking. I just decided that for for my physical and mental health, it was probably better if I I didn't. But you know, I, I can break my own rules, and I I, I think what you what you find on on all social medias and in life generally is people want to preach to you as if as if they know best and you think you're not a doctor you're not even a a dietitian you you just yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) so what have you got more good people than bad though 
yeah oh yeah definitely there's a lot of really good people on there and the the bad ones you just have to kind of yeah filter them out I mean the block button is one of my favorite things to use there's a lot of blocking absolutely it's needed yeah so what are you planning to do next have you got any more challenges that you're hoping to achieve or um yeah I've kind of um I've sort of start to sound like a, an, an athlete now but I'm, I'm out of season so I, I'll, I'll take Christmas off I'll, I'll yeah, go enjoy. to the gym and stuff over Christmas you know so I'm, I won't be doing any any events for the next probably um two or three months and then come come February March I'll, I'll start doing stuff again um but no I, I, I'm not sure really um assuming my health's all right. I'll do the mm-hmm. Great North Run again because it's my local event. So I, I try and never to miss that. Um, I do have uh, an event planned for September and I can't remember what it's called now, but it's basically a um, a 40 mile cycle, uh, climb up Skidor in the Lake District and then roll across Derwent Water. So a two mile roll. Um, so it's wow. a sort of weird uh, uh, race the sun that's what it's called race the sun in the lake district um so there's a, me and a few friends are going to do that and th- there'll be other runs I, I might you know i might do the three peaks again and try and do it in in one day or something oh my god i feel <laughs> exhausted just listening to all that stuff that you're doing but it's so great and the charity must be really grateful to you as well for all the money that you raise to help you know obviously with childhood cancer is just a terrible terrible thing to even think about yeah, exactly, and and you know that, that when I first started fundraising, I, I, there's there's endless amounts of cancer charities, yeah. and there's endless amounts of, of good charities that you can raise funds for, and it, you know you you have to find a way of choosing one, and it's awful, really. But um, I, I just thought, look, I, I, I'm a I'm a grown man, I can deal with my own condition, and um. The, the probably the thing that I couldn't deal with is is if it was one of my kids. So mm-hmm. I, I started looking at the children's cancer charities, and you know, the obvious one was, was Children with Cancer UK. So that, that's who I've been fundraising for the whole time. And and as well, I, I've kind of you know I've inspired friends to to do stuff. So right. you know, what one of my friends' wives done a year off the booze, um, and and you know she's she's raised money doing that, and and I've got. Of other friends who've done um, sponsored walks and things like that for, for the same charity. So, you know, the, the knock-on effect of, of me raising funds is that other people have, have been inspired to to do their, their own thing as well. Yeah, amazing. And obviously with Christmas coming up as well, you know, it's always that time of year that everybody kind of looks forward to. But when you're ill or you know somebody's ill, it kind of can be quite like a bittersweet kind of time of the year. Definitely through Twitter, I've been seeing a lot of people who like celebrating Christmas yeah. early, doing all those kinds of things. Like, you know, what are your, pla- what are your plans for Christmas? Have you, are you going to be doing something nice or you've got family coming around or, you know, what are you going to be doing this Christmas? Um, in some ways, no, there's no change. I, I I always do the cooking, so my yeah. parents will come round and and we we we'll stay at home on Christmas Day. I guess you know when you've got kids, you don't want to be dragging them all over the place. When when I was little, we used to have our, our Christmas lunch and then go to my grandmother's. And, yeah. and you know, as as fun as it was, I, I think my, my kids they just want to be at home playing with toys and stuff. So so we'll be in the house, but I, I'll be cooking. I I always do. I don't think there's anything anything particularly different about our routine happening this year but um like that like last year and, and this year we, we've you know we, we keep going a bit overboard on the decorations and the presents and stuff like that just 
I, I don't know. I, I, I guess the, the the temptation is to to treat it as if it's your last Christmas, and, yeah, and, and in my case, you know, in my case, fingers crossed, it, it won't be. Hopefully, yeah. after a couple more, but um, you know, we, we we sort of treat it like it is. I, I'll start eating cheese boards every night soon, and um, I might get a bottle bottle of port for <laughs> for the lead up. <laughs> you know, like like a proper old man. <laughs> I feel like you need all of those carbs ready for the energy that you're going to need to be doing all this stuff that's coming up to be honest oh i, I, I love it though. i mean i, I no I, I would have the decorations up now so yeah but i'd i'd quite happily start it now and um you know it, even though i cook exactly the same way every year i'm going to start practicing my roast potatoes soon with different fats and things like wow. that just, oh my god they take it very well, very it, seriously well it's it's just it's just the daft routine that I got into before cancer. So now I, I you know, I, I make even more of a big deal of it. And, and you know, the, so the, the kids get excited about some of it and they shake their head at other bits. But I guess it's it's the stuff that they'll remember in years to come. So. And do your children understand your condition and, and things like? Have you spoken like? Have you spoken to them about it or and explained or? Uh, d- Yes and no. So they, they know I've got cancer. They know yeah. I'm not going to get better. But we we haven't spoken about how long I've got. And, right. and I think yeah. as long as I as long as I look healthy and you know as long as I sort of feel fairly healthy most yeah. days and can do normal stuff most days, believe we'll it. We'll have the conversation with them later. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely yeah for for the best. You don't want to worry anybody. I know like parents and stuff. It's just. Yeah, it's, it's something as a child you don't want to ever think about your parents not being, I mean, it happens to all of us, unfortunately, it does. Yeah. Like, even as that you get back yeah. out, or, or, you know, it's just one of those things you just never want to think about your parents going, but also, well, that's, that's it. you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't look particularly ill most days. No. And, and, you know, I, I do the school runs, I, I do all the stuff that they need. So it's not a conversation we've had to have yet. And, and I think, I guess you, you, you apologies if i've got the wrong on the stick you, you must have a stoma yes yes i do yes yeah so so i i, I was expecting to have one after, after surgery so they, they, they gave me the full kit and i was backwards and forwards um because the, the, the they were initially gonna well resection a, a huge section right. of my small bowel yeah in the end they, they, they didn't have to so i haven't had to have a stoma but in the lead up to surgery, we, we'd had the conversation oh, really? with, with the kids about what, what I was going to have. And, and you know, I, I guess they're the sort of, I, I don't know, they're, they're the sort of things that you associate when someone says that they've got cancer. You think, oh, yeah. well, there must be some major life adjustments. And in my case, there hasn't been. I'm just yeah. more to tired than normal, yeah. and, you know. Which is great. You're still able to be doing all the things that you kind of would like to be doing, and obviously everyone's cancer is so different and how it manifests and how they have to treat it. But yeah. obviously, it's great that you're still able to, yeah, take kids to school, do not or do all the things that you've been doing before. Yeah, exactly. So no, I've been I've been pretty lucky with the, the treatment that I've got. So even on my even on my rough days, I'm still you know I, I can still get about and do things. You don't have to go into the hospital that often then if you are you just taking the tablets at home and then um well I yeah so I I um I after Christmas I get back into my sort of three monthly routine of scans and things so I, right. I've just finished them but I, I'm backwards and forwards to blood tests constantly yeah. I get scans every three months um but that kind of 
that period of activity is just finished. So it, it'll be beginning of January when that all happens again. Well, I hope you get to have a nice break over Christmas and just put your feet up and have the potatoes tasting fantastic because they're already made. Oh, do well, I, I, I'm always going to put my feet up. I, I never get to put my feet up, but, you know, standing <laughs> oh. in the kitchen. and um, But no, I'd, yeah, I'd, it's... I, I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll be in there and I'll have a glass of wine on Christmas morning and the kids will open the presents and stuff. So, yeah, it's all pretty pretty normal, exciting Christmas stuff for us. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on and speaking to me and I hope you get to enjoy the rest of your day. And thank I you. Hope you will-